Hey, what's up? And thanks for listening to the Give Me Understanding podcast. I'm the host, Aaron Dodson, and this is a 10-minute overview of the book of Ezra. And in these 10-minute overviews, I forego my ordinary introduction. The book of Ezra, I hope to say some things about it that will whet your appetite to get into the book of Ezra and to read and study and to learn. Ezra continues the Old Testament narrative that was left off with Second Chronicles. The book of Ezra shows how God fulfilled His promise to return His people to the land of promise after 70 years of exile. The book can be described in three words, the return home. And that's the Bible phrase we use in our pew packers class for our young people here at the Washington Avenue congregation to help familiarize our young people with the books of the Bible. Ezra, the return home. Israel's second exodus, this one from Babylon, is somewhat less impressive than the return uh, from Egypt because only a remnant chooses to leave Babylon. They no, doubt, they no doubt had gotten so integrated into the people and into the lifestyles there that many of them didn't want to leave. But Ezra relates the story of two returns from Babylon. The first led by Zerubbabel to build or rebuild rather the temple. That's in Ezra chapters 1 through 6. And then a second return under the leadership of Ezra to rebuild the spiritual condition of the people, chapters 7 through 10. Now here's interesting fact. Sandwiched between these two uh, accounts, the first return under Zerubbabel and the second one, the first one under him, the second one under Ezra, between that time period, there is a time period of about 60-ish 57 to 60-ish years. And it's during that time that most conservative Bible students and scholars believe that Ezra was alive and ruled as queen in Persia. And so you've got some things there that an area of the Bible, in my judgment, that we're not as familiar with. But I want to give you a summary of the book, uh, the central theme of the book, and then give you an outline of the book that hopefully will encourage you and motivate you to study the book of Ezra. It was probably written around 450 B.C., so you're looking at about 450 years before Christ was born on earth. The book itself, like I said, describes these events, those events that surrounded the return of Judah, the nation of Judah, after having been captives in Babylon for 70 years, as the prophets had foretold, Jeremiah 25, 11. During that transition or that historical period, there was a transition in world power. You go from the Babylonian nation being the world-dominant power to the Persian power. The Persian monarch Cyrus overthrew Babylon in October of 539 B.C. And he and other kings who followed him, like Darius and Artaxerxes, they were individuals <clears throat> within the Persian kingdom who issued decrees that allowed people that Babylon had conquered to return to their homelands. And no doubt by doing that, uh, they would secure some form of loyalty uh, and appreciation toward the Persian powers. 
Well, there were three separate waves of Jewish exiles that were permitted to return to Palestine. And the book of Ezra records two of them. Nehemiah records the third and final one. Prophets of God served like at other times during Ezra's time, such as uh, Haggai, Zechariah, um, but there were perhaps others that we do not know about. Those are writing prophets of which we are aware. But I think a third would include the tail end of this time period, Nehemiah as well. The main theme of this book, like, you know, what would God want his people to learn in that time from this book and in the times following, even to today? Well, God had promised to restore the Israelites to the land of promise, Jeremiah twenty-five eleven. God had brought severe punishment upon them because of their repeated disobedience, but again, he promised to restore them. And he fulfilled his promise to extend that mercy to those who would learn from their affliction and from those and for those who would repent. The return back to the promised land was a very small remnant. And Isaiah the prophet had spoken about this ahead of time, Isaiah 1 9. The remnant that returned that time period and the work they had, it was a difficult time. They had a number of obstacles and uncertainties. Yet those who were willing to commit themselves to restoring God's true religion could succeed, and they did. And we too need to learn from our mistakes. When we make bad choices, we need to acknowledge we have done bad things, and allow God's Word to change our hearts. That's repentance. When we realize we've misbehaved, we need to take ownership and change our hearts about it and say, I should not have done that. I have done wrong. And turn in the right direction to please God by committing ourselves to conforming to God's will. Now, the details of this book include the commission of uh, Cyrus being fulfilled by Zerubbabel, or some call him Zerubbabel. And then you have in the book of Ezra, that's in chapters 1 and 2, then in chapter 3 you have the altar being set up and the temple foundation being laid. Chapter 4, though, records the temple construction being stopped by enemies. The people of God then had enemies like the people of God now have individuals who try to stop the efforts of the church. Haggai and Zechariah, the prophets, they inspired the people to return back to the construction of the temple, chapter 5. And then chapter 6 records the decree of Darius and the completion of the temple. And when it was completed, there were some who praised the name of God, and there were others who cried because they remembered the former glory of the temple of Solomon. The temple of Ezra's day was not as exquisite. It was not as large. The land around it, the, the temple compound, etc. Now, Ezra 7 details the commission of Artaxerxes to Ezra. Chapter 8, the expedition of Ezra and his companions. 
Ezra in chapter 9, it's recorded that he had much grief and he was a man of much prayer because Israel had intermarried with Gentiles, individuals that God had said, don't marry, they'll turn your heart away from me. Chapter 10 details Ezra's proclamation concerning how they should put away these forbidden spouses. Don't tell me that the loving God of heaven does not want his people to put away those that they should not be married to. If my marriage, if a person's marriage violates the word of God, we cannot continue violating the word of God. We must change our hearts and bear fruits worthy of repentance. Acts 26 verse 20. Here's a brief overview or a brief outline, I should say, of Ezra. Chapters 1 through 6, you have the return you have the return of Zerubbabel and the restoration of the temple. And then chapters 7 through 10, you have the return under Ezra and the restoration of God's standard, God's law. So those are the two halves of the book, if you will. Return under Zerubbabel, restoration of the temple, and then chapter 7 through 10, return under Ezra and the restoration of the law. Again, God kept his promise, and his promise necessitated them through God's command to live penitent lives and to conform their will to God's will. And that is certainly a principle for us to learn even today. God is so gracious. He takes sin very seriously, but he is forgiving. There are consequences for sin, and sometimes they are very difficult. They are dire. But God will provide a way for us to be redeemed and to follow Him and to glorify Him. Thank you for listening to this 10-minute overview of the incredible book of Ezra. I hope that I have I've whetted your appetite. I've only scratched the surface. I encourage you, get in there, dig into the book of Ezra, and learn from it. I'd love to hear back from you, your feedback on the book. If you have any comments or questions, you can find me on social media. Thanks for listening to the Give Me Understanding podcast. God bless, and I'll catch you next time.